Welcome to the Trainers Library audio podcast. Competence area, being civically engaged. Competence, integrating values and beliefs. Author of the article, Antonio Jovanovsky. Title of the article, Express Your Voice. How does this relate to being a trainer? This tool gives a simple perspective of human nature and the related needs and highest manifestations. As a framework, it is a useful tool for trainers to reflect on themselves, but also to work and introduce it with the learners. It can be the foundation of personal development, and we find it very useful when working with young people on the topic of leadership, change agents, values, and society. From the civic engagement perspective, it gives a wider understanding of people's behavior and actions, and is a good frame of thinking when reflecting. This video is about understanding the highest manifestation of human nature when we operate from a higher level of consciousness. It is based on Stephen Covey's whole person paradigm and its four human elements, body, heart, mind, and spirit. The video describes the intelligences related to each element and their manifestation in vision, passion, discipline, and conscience. This video puts more attention on the conscience versus ego because it is important for a trainer to increase awareness from the paradigm that he or she operates. The video is an extract from Stephen Covey's book, The Eighth Habit, and it relates to other articles such as The Whole Person Paradigm. The whole person paradigm tool identifies four elements of human nature, body, mind, heart, and spirit. Corresponding to those four elements are four capacities of intelligences that every human being possesses, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual intelligences. Mental intelligence, when we speak of intelligence, we usually think in terms of mental intelligence, IQ. That is our ability to analyze and reason, use language, visualize, and comprehend. Physical intelligence, the capacity of the body which we mostly underestimate. Just think about what our bodies do without any conscious effort. It runs our respiratory, circulatory, nervous, and other vital systems. It is constantly scanning its environment, destroying diseased cells, and fighting for survival. Our body is a brilliant machine that outperforms even the most advanced computers. Emotional intelligence is one's self-knowledge, self-awareness, social sensitivity, empathy, and the ability to communicate successfully with others. It is having the courage to acknowledge weaknesses and express and respect differences. Spiritual intelligence the central and most fundamental because it becomes the source of guidance of the other three. Spiritual intelligence represents our drive and connection with the infinite. It helps us discern the true principles that are a part of our consciousness, which are symbolized by the compass. The compass is an excellent physical metaphor for principles because it always points north. The key to maintaining high moral authority is to continually follow the true north principles. The highest manifestation of these four intelligences is for the mental, vision, for the physical, discipline, for the emotional, passion, and for the spiritual, conscious. 
Vision results when our mind joins need with possibility. Passion arises when human need overlaps unique human talent. Discipline arises when vision joins with commitment. Consciousness is the inward moral sense of what is right and what is wrong, the drive towards meaning and contribution. In the picture, you can see the characteristics of each element that leads to the manifestation of the vision, discipline, passion, and consciousness. Conscience and ego. Conscience is the still, small voice within. It is quiet. It is peaceful. Ego is tyrannical, despotic, and dictatorial. Ego focuses on one's own survival, pleasure, and enhancement to the exclusion of others and is selfishly ambitious. It sees relationships in terms of threat or no threat. Conscience, on the other hand, both democratizes and elevates the ego to a larger sense of the group, the whole, the community, and the greater good. It sees life in terms of service and contribution, of others' security and fulfillment. Ego works in the face of genuine crisis but has no discernment in deciding how severe a crisis or threat is. Conscience is filled with discernment and it has the patience and wisdom to decide what to do when. Conscience sees life on a continuum. It's capable of complex adaptation. Ego can't sleep. It micromanages and disempowers. It reduces one's capacity and excels in control. Conscience deeply reveres people and sees their potential for self-control. Conscience empowers. It reflects the worth and value of all people and affirms their power and freedom to choose. Then, natural self-control emerges, imposed neither from above nor from the outside. Ego is threatened by negative feedback and punishes the messenger. It interprets all data in terms of self-preservation. It constantly censors information and denies much of reality. Conscience values feedback and attempts to discern whatever truth it contains. It isn't afraid of information and can accurately interpret what's going on. Ego interprets life through its own agenda. Conscience is a social ecologist listening to and sensing the entire system and environment. It fills the body with light and is able to democratize the ego to reflect more accurately the entire world. Conscience is sacrifice, the subordinating of one's self or one's ego to a higher purpose, cause, or principle. Sacrifice means giving up something for something better. Sacrifice can take many forms as it manifests itself in the four dimensions of our lives, making physical and economic sacrifices, body. Cultivating an open, inquisitive mind and purging oneself of prejudices, the mind. Showing deep respect and love for others, the heart. And subordinating one's own will to a higher will for the greater good, the spirit. Conscience teaches us that the ends and means are inseparable, that the ends actually pre-exist the means. Immanuel Kant taught that the means used to accomplish the ends are as important as those ends. Machiavelli taught the opposite, that the end justifies the means. 
Consider the seven things that, according to Gandhi's teaching, will destroy us. Wealth without work, pleasure without conscience, knowledge without character, commerce without morality, science without humanity, worship without sacrifice, politics without principle. If you study them slowly and carefully, you will see how, in a powerful way, each represents an end being accomplished through an unprincipled or unworthy means. Conscience constantly tells us the value of both the ends and the means and how they are inseparable. However, it's ego that tells us that the end justifies the means, unaware that a worthy end can never be accomplished with unworthy means. It may appear you can, but there are unintended consequences that are not seen or evident at first that will eventually destroy the end. Conscience profoundly alters vision, discipline, and passion by introducing us into the world of relationships. It moves us from an independent to an interdependent state. You realize that vision and values must be shared before people will be willing to accept the institutionalized discipline of structures and systems that embody those shared values. Such shared vision creates discipline and order without demanding them. Conscience often provides the why. Vision identifies the what you're trying to accomplish. Discipline represents how you're going to accomplish it, and passion represents the strength of the feelings behind the why, the what, and the how. Conscience transforms passion into compassion. It develops into sincere caring for others, a combination of both sympathy and empathy, where one's pain is shared and received. Finally, when people strive to live, their conscience produces integrity and peace of mind. As a sum up, I invite you to again think of this simple way of thinking about life, a whole person paradigm with four basic needs for intelligences and their highest manifestation. Reflection Questions What struck you the most when reading this article? Think of an example of where you operated from a conscience perspective. Think of an example of where you operated from an ego perspective. How did your actions, conscience or ego, affect yourself, on others? How did you feel afterward? Which areas from the four elements do you think you need to awaken the most? Exercises Reflect and journal at the end of the day about situations when your mind operated from ego and consciousness perspective. At the beginning of the day write down which characteristics you need to exercise during the day that will get you closer to your vision. Think of the people you will meet during the day and prepare yourself to act from a consciousness perspective when they might be operating from an ego perspective. For more articles, visit the Trainers Library on www.trainerslibrary.org or find us on Facebook. Trainers Library, the power of learning.